Meets the cold areas. Most spots drop to the lower to mid 40s. Thursday morning, followed by sunny all day in the high into the upper 60s for a warmer afternoon tomorrow. Then it's back to the upper 60s, but do expect some clouds. And then a late day shower coming in on into Friday night. That moves out, paving the way for a sunny, dry weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. The afternoons each day go to the mid to upper 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair. With more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop, 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. One of my favorite places to be in every holiday season is Antoine's. I love the decorations, the traditions, and the food. Go to Open Table and make a reservation for the Antoine's traditional four-course Revion menu featuring local favorites like duck and andouille gumbo. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. That music means it's the food show. And 
and we are here to talk food with you. At least one of us is. The other one may or may not, but for now, we'll get started. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, Marianne, I'd love to do that with you. We have a guest at 3 o'clock, and that guest is from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Plantation, where the Cajun boiled peanut hummus is located and they're going to talk to us about that and I actually made it out to buy some boiled peanuts today. So when I get a minute I will sit down and open those boiled peanuts on the air and sample them right here and now. Today is National Cold Cuts Day. And I don't know where cold cuts would be in your almanac, but let's find out. Cold cuts. Oh, my gosh. That brings up memories. It brings up memories of troops, the sort of predecessor of Sam's and Costco and all of those discount marts where you could go through a supermarket line and you could have six tires in your basket and the person behind you could have a gallon of milk and then you could have uh, clothes, all kinds of things. They have all kinds of things at a place like that, as you well know. But back in the day when I was growing up, the only place I knew of like that was a place called Troops. And it was on Williams Boulevard in Kenner. And uh, I used to be dispatched to go and purchase for our big brood a massive amount of cold cuts at the deli at Troops. And our cold cut order would be a pound and a half of about six different things. And I used to kind of feel bad because <laughs> I felt sorry for the people behind me because I was just going to be there forever getting all these cold cuts done. And it always included hogshead cheese for my dad, which is where I learned to eat hogshead cheese. I don't know that we ever indulged in anything like olive loaf or liver cheese or any really unusual things. Mm -hmm. But I know that we had more than our fair share of bologna, which had I known how hip fried bologna could be, uh, I would have felt a little less grossed out, I guess, um, by buying it. But um, we did have an enormous amount of bologna, usually some roast beef if we were feeling flush, um, cheese of some variety, pepper jack usually. Uh, that was about exo as exotic as it got for, uh, as I say, Kentucky Avenue. Um, I'm trying to think of something, ham, of course, but, um, we never did do the boiled ham. We always had real ham, but, oh, luncheon meat. That was a biggie. Luncheon meat was a biggie in my house. So it was luncheon meat, bologna, ham, cheese, maybe roast beef, hogshead cheese, 
I think that was about it. We never, we like I said, we I think my, we might have had liver cheese one time. We might have had olive loaf one time, but nobody, my dad could never get anyone interested in those kinds of cold cuts. And then they became somehow or another, not cold cuts, but charcuterie. And people started making their own. So there is no such thing, I think, anymore as cold cuts. Has anyone heard that term cold cuts used in any recent time? Because I don't really think that it's used that way anymore. Oh, it's National Deli Meats Day. That's what it is. It's deli meats. Cured, smoked, and sliced deli meats range from the irresistible goodness of dry cured ham, pastrami, salami and deli style roast beef to such spreadable atrocities as luncheon meat and standard bologna. I don't know, luncheon meat fries pretty well too. The gamut of goodness among hams alone goes from silky and mellow like prosciutto to disgusting like ham roll. But things are looking up. Supermarket delis are adopting higher standards than 20 years ago. Their customers buy better deli meats if they're available, even at significantly higher prices. The only downside is with limited space in the typical deli case, some cold cuts of old are becoming hard to find, like cured beef tongue. I remember when my dad bought some beef tongue once. That was before Taqueria Corona made it, uh, made it hip. Tom, if you're about to sit there, I wish you would sit right here by your mic, okay? We just have to say these things on the air. I'm sorry, folks. I've lost all semblance of... There you go. All right. 5569696 is the number. Once universal in delis, it's now seldom seen, but I don't think that's really true. Um, Tom says here, how much longer will liver cheese be able to hang on? Nicole Dorignac would take issue with that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you about food. We're going to be talking about peanuts yet again. I did manage to go out and get a Cajun, a can of Cajun peanuts, boiled peanuts, and I also got some um, some regular peanuts a, a couple of days ago, and I got a bottle of Coke. And so I will be doing the Coke uh, with peanuts in it and also the boiled peanuts. And then we'll be talking at 3 o'clock to someone from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Plantation about their Cajun boiled peanut hummus. And with that, we will take a break. 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I like a Gershwin tune. 
How about you? And we are back. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here wanting to do that with you. I don't know if these are things that we have talked about seemingly recently, so that doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. It's going to be a weird show today. I'm just giving you fair warning, folks. Today, the Edible Dictionary Word of the Day brought to you by Dorignacs, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The edible dictionary word is zarzuela. It is a Spanish word, and it means a fish stew, popular in the Catalan region of Spain, but all along the Spanish Mediterranean coast as well. It bears enough resemblance to bouillabaisse that it can be called a regional version of that French fish stew. Zarzuela is usually a bit spicy with red pepper and includes numerous kinds of fish and shellfish so that no one of them stands out. It's named after a kind of light musical theater in Spain since the mid-1600s and still performed in a theater of the same name near Madrid. That kind of Zarzuela is much like a television variety show with many guests with equally many talents. The many different kinds of seafood used in cooking a zarzuela is reminiscent of that. I have heard Tom talk about zarzuela, but I've never really known what it was. Let's go to Don, the gourmet neighbor. I don't even know what zarzuela is. I just, I don't know. What is that? Don, there is so much you don't know. You have no idea what has transpired Uh, in my life since our conversation this morning. Okay, I can hardly wait to find out. <laughs> no, no, you can't. But anyway, go ahead. What, what is it uh, that you would like to impart to us today? I don't, well, right, right now I'm looking out of the window, and it is just, uh, it's gorgeous. That's it the is only word. Gorgeous. It is just, it is uh, I need to stop working and go sit on the roof or do you something. You do. Absolutely. You, know? you do. So getting ready for the bash that's coming up on Saturday. Yes. And, and we, uh, where do we, we had dinner last Saturday at the chop house. Ah. So it was one, yeah, it was one of those days when I'm going through open table and I'm trying to find out where to go, where to go, where to go. Went to Resi. I looked all over and I just, nothing appealed to me. And I said, you know what? We haven't been to the chop house in a hundred years. Let's go. So made a reservation, took a friend of ours with us, and I'm going to tell you, we had a fantastic meal. And I, I, I'm beginning to believe your premise that if you have no expectations, <laughs> that when you, when you have a really good meal, it's even better. <laughs> I know. It's actually not mine. I would love to take credit for it, but Mary Lee is the one who told uh-huh. me about the philosophy of life that it is best to follow particularly now. Right. Which is, well, so, the problem right. with you, Mom, is you set your expectations <laughs> too high. If you lower them to zero, you can only be happier. <laughs> Which I have well, to say I'm is brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we all should have some level of expectation, for sure. But, uh, but it, it, was re- it was really, really good. You know, I'm a big fan of Desi's. I've told you that before. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And it. And it's got that little New Orleans flair to it. The appetizers are great. Everything. But yeah. there was something about the level of service at Chop House that was just really impressive. 
um, those huge rocks glasses with a really generous cocktail, great wine list. We started with um, uh, the the lump crab meat. Uh-huh. So it was uh, it was obviously Dungeness. It's definitely not blue crab because it was these huge, huge knuckles of uh, crab meat. Well, they do their own in-house cocktail sauce. That was delicious. They did a white ramelade with that. That was very impressive. And then we shared an order of shrimp, and the name escapes me. But the best way I can describe it is it's sort of like shrimp prepared like uh, the oyster's masca. So it's in a butter, oh, olive oil, oh. garlic sauce with some breadcrumbs on them with the little Parmesan cheese. And it's uh-huh. just kind of broiled. Those were really good. Oh. Steaks cooked to perfection. Cream spinach was delicious. Lyonnaise potatoes. You know, I have not been eating potatoes, so I really can't judge the potato because at this part of my diet, any potato is a fantastic potato. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was very good. But I liked the touch that when they brought everything to your table, it, it didn't just land on the table. The server actually served you, So, which, which was a nice touch. It was a very nice touch. Have and you then, been to of that course, place in Atlanta? Because you lived in Atlanta mm-hmm. for a while, right? Unfortunately, Did I yes. know, but Chef Andrea did. So, um, so in Atlanta, they, mm-hmm. I think that's where they're based, actually. And so. they have a whole bunch of places oh, no. like Tennessee. We're still with you. Tennessee, North Carolina, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Alabama. That's kind of like their their area, their region. And I was yes, just wondering correct. if this was the only chop house you've been to, if you had ever been to any other. I had never been to any other. Okay. No. Okay. No. So, and how many so times I, have I you been to this Atlanta. one? This is about the fourth time. I used to go... Okay. What was the restaurant that preceded that? That was so, Cuvée. Uh-huh. Remember Cuvée. it was Cuvée? I, mm-hmm. I loved It was Cuvée. on the North Shore. I loved uh, Cuvée. Uh, on, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. So about four blocks but, from Canal Street. And from that moment on, it was happening. That was it. He's right. Cuvée. Uh, Cuvée. Cuvée was really, really good. What is Cuvée? Cuvée was really strange. It's no longer, Tom. It's Kenny, Kenny uh, LaCour's place. Right. But um, Cuvée was really good. And mm-hmm. I never could understand the decisions made by Kenny LaCour to open Cuvée on what the South a, Shore. What is a Crovu uh, just a, a in cuvee, on itself? A Cuvée, Tom, a wine. Um, it's a and, kind of wine? Yeah, and I... Um, it's a special and, kind. Yeah, and I was disappointed that he closed his other operations over here, which were doing fabulously mm-hmm. well, and people still talk about and miss in order to go over to and make and do cuvee which was kind of short-lived anyway it's like it's like it i don't was. understand if you're the king mm-hmm. of some place why you would go to a mm-hmm. place what is it is it the big fish in the little pond versus a little fish in a big yeah. pond i don't understand sure. why you would want to be just another good fish in a bigger pond when you can what be was, fish but you asked me and, and i have been asked what were the 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 uh whatever they're calling them when they went on for the next big cheap uh, for the next segment, uh, the, where there were th- three or four <laughs> different lies, and you could oh, take God. and completely de-kit. So, what, what, were, what were his operations uh, on the North Shore? I don't, I don't know that I'm well, familiar it, with uh, I don't know how long your mother-in-law has lived over here, but um, it wasn't back all of them, in the but day, it was a lot of them. Like, but I say back in the day, I, I should... 
I should I should use um, Darren's little whatever that little uh, memory mm-hmm. thing is. Back in the day, um, the Dakota Wine and Feed, Dakota. Okay, okay Dakota, Dakota is the flagship. Okay, and that's thirty would, okay. years old. Okay, right. And then after Dakota, mm-hmm. they opened Dakota Wine and Feed. Dakota Wine and Feed. At the same time yeah. that they opened another place called Creole, both of which were very highly regarded. Like the North Shore <laughs> had never seen the like. If you could picture, right. if you could picture uh, Martin Wine Cellar set up the deli. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a little late on that, Henry. But if you could picture the Martin Wine Cellar deli, only really great food, as in really gotcha. great, forward-thinking, sophisticated food. It's a very uh, slinky way of was Dakota wine and put feed. together. A, and Creole was all of that for a place to bring your kids. And why not? Gotcha. Because there it you is. Know, all co- You know, another one that I miss, which has nothing to do with Cuvée at all, was uh, Kevin, Viz- was it Vizard? Vizard, yeah, Vizard. He was a genius. I we were talking about him yesterday. Did you hear the show yesterday? No, I did. No, I did not. I did it's not. It's funny. We were so talking just about him just yesterday. No, his food was awesome. It was, was incredible. Great. It was incredible. Yeah, I miss him Steve too. knows that he just has to wait sometimes. We'll let him wait for a few more minutes. We're not finished. Now that we're talking about Kevin Vizard. Um, Bayou mm-hmm. Ridge. Did you ever go to Bayou Ridge? I don't think so. Where was that? Okay, it was... It was not very long lived where Zia yeah, is I now. And, um, okay, I'm, and, I was probably yeah. still in Georgia. Okay, so then Pretty there was Bayou anyway. Ridge and then Vizards on St. Charles and then Vizards on Magazine. And then he went Magazine. to the Yacht Club. And in between all of those, he bounced out of the business and gotcha. did a lot the of strange club. stuff. So. Yeah, well. I don't yeah. know where he is but now, his, but he is a genius. He's a genius. He his is. food was good. And, and the other one that I'll always miss, what was it by in um, Kenner in the, in the old town? Um, Chateau de la? Uh, the little, no, no, the little yellow house. He was, oh, he was yeah, La Parvenu. Bre- La Parvenu. La Parvenu. Oh, well, La Parvenu. He's fantastic. Yeah. Dennis Hutley was Love working Dennis. with Ginter at Versailles. Did you ever yes, go to Versailles? That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I've been to Versailles when, when he was there. I love that yeah, restaurant. He's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And, he's, yeah, and I, I think he's Dennis. retired now, too. What kind of uh, cooking you, and eating are you uh, these days lately? Since I have I, you I'm here, e- I'm eating nothing. <laughs> Muffy. <laughs> Nothing. I'm eating nothing. nothing. <laughs> I'm eating 1,200 calories a day, which means I'm chewing on a that's on a sad. piece of cardboard right now. That's so. just so sad for you. That's just well. So sad. You gotta sacrifice something. You can't keep doing this forever. Or are you just gonna, you know? Yeah. You gotta pump the brakes sometimes, you know. And, and then you gotta sometimes indulge. Like I had a, oh, absolutely. You know, I had a couple of good days of my carb-free, chocolate-free diet. And then Ugh. I realized, hell, I gotta have this. <laughs> I, just, I know. I, I ain't gonna make it without some some bad kinds of food. So that's I feel like that with I feel like that with bourbon some days. Anyway. Oh, see, not for me, thank God. But um, <laughs> but I need my chocolate, and that's all there is to it. So so it's anyway. this is not a uh, real get... big uh, fat of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that uh, restaurant right there, just on the fringes when it was in its height, uh, 
right in the middle of the of the box there. Yeah. And then we're well, looking for the next things, and we've got some. Uh, we on. have more too. Uh, I'm going. Thank you Call for us, uh, share it with us. <laughs> Take care. Although I have to say, I will not say yeah. that about this morning. Take care. Bye bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Let's see if Steve would like to hold on. Steve, you have about two minutes, or you can say hello, and we'll put you on hold and put you back okay, on. Okay. Well, say hi I'll, to Steve. I, I can't top Don with his because the best thing I've eaten recently is coffee rainy, and it was very good. But I just wanted to tell you, you were talking about the bologna, which I hate. But I did have, I thought that was so funny that the Oscar Mayer girls. Weren't they cute as can be? The, oh, my God. The one she said that's N-R-B-O-L-O-D-N-A. Ah, oh, she was adorable. They were both adorable, those little girls. Yeah, I can was, see why they were both That was incredibly funny. And I can't wait to hear you eat those boiled peanuts. I'm going to go get them at the break, and I am going to eat them on the air. Actually, I'm afraid to eat them on the air, but anyway, I may no, be, go ahead they might and do be it. good. They might be good. They so might. I'm I mean, go. absolutely. A lot of people oh. do like them, yeah. so you know yeah. they can't be that bad. Uh, the, but the thing that's worse than any of those cold spam. Oh, that stuff is horrible. I tried really hard to do something fun with spam, but it didn't work. It didn't work. I, but you I know, Hawaiians, I'm sorry, my it? apologies to all Hawaiians. Throw they, it they, in the garbage can. Food that's is, that's is not the fun thing to do good. with spam is throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, so. I know that there is some good food in Hawaii. I have had some good food in Hawaii. Oh, me too. But I've had much more bad food in Hawaii. Oh, by the way, I finished my Snickers. Oh, good. Your Snickers? Good. Yeah. Now it's time to get some more. What color are they? It's uh, time to get some more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They are. So hang on, Steve, okay. or, or what you doing? Are you staying or are you going? No, What's I'm color? Leaving. I'm going okay. away. I got, right. I, got, I got some very important things to okay, do. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be right back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. The state enters phase three of COVID restrictions today, but health officials say that doesn't mean the pandemic is over. Under phase three, most businesses can move to 75% capacity, but social distancing and mask wearing are still mandatory. State Health Officer Dr. Joe Cantor says the December-January spike was the largest the state ever experienced, but... And now coming down, and it's been over 50 days in a downward trend, which is significant. Despite that progress, the state has still never dropped below 500 COVID-related hospitalizations. Since the pandemic began, there's been vast amounts of misinformation and medical theories about what can cure or curtail COVID-19. Director of Louisiana Poison Control Dr. Mark Ryan says of the few studies on the commonly used horse medication named ivermectin, it's not proven to treat COVID. There's no data that says that it's any better than a placebo, you know, just a dummy drug. And from what I've seen from ivermectin, that's been the case. LRN. At Mueller, we care about our customers and strive to provide the top quality products and personal service they deserve. Hear about Bill and Kathy's experience in choosing a Mueller metal roof for their new home. This was our retirement forever home. We wanted to make sure we had good quality. Doing our research, we found Mueller, Mueller's warranty, their reputation, and the quality of their building materials is what we wanted. Mueller was very supportive. Our salesman really listened to what our dream was. We trusted him. Working with Mueller was great. They were very professional. You could count on them. 
Visit our website today at MuellerINC.com to find a location near you and view our extensive roofing photo gallery to find the perfect Mueller roof for your home. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Okay, while I was in there the break... Is- it's uh, 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 say it again. I said while I was in the break, a break. I yeah. opened up the can of the boiled peanuts. Okay? Are we talking about we steak need some drum or roll here, Henry. chicken or what? What the sort of eating peanuts, are we doing? I am holding a boiled peanut <clears throat> in my hand, which was in the shell and was just as as I was told, a soft version of a regular peanut. So I'm going to now eat this peanut, this boiled peanut. And then, having taken you know, care of that... You know what? That's not bad. What? That's not bad. What it's actually we... not bad at all. You know what? It really would make... No, I can't there wait isn't. to talk to the guy who is doing the boiled peanut hummus at uh, the Reynolds Plantation because I could totally see how you could get the idea to do boiled peanut hummus out of this because it, it really kind of reminds me of a garbanzo bean. It's very spicy. What this, a difference that makes. This can of peanuts, boiled peanuts, like the peanut patch peanuts, I got them at Arteague's. I went to um, to this little store in Abita Springs, which is actually a really great convenience store. And they have a... a it's not bad. They... Um, they have a little deli, and uh, they have like a little chef in there. And he's really cute. He's a young guy. He's really cute. And he mm-hmm. um, has all kinds of stuff. He's on Instagram, and I guess it's Arteagues. And um, I found some stuff in that store that I couldn't find anyplace else. And it's very close to the house, and so I go there if I need to get something really quick. So what I did today was... I bought the boiled peanuts, which I I, I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like them. Um, well, and it, I and I also bought the it's bottle a harm. of Coke. It's a, it's your life in harm, yeah. in good home, yeah, and harm. And I, I bought the bottle of Coke, and I bought the peanuts, the regular cocktail peanuts that are planters the other day. So I opened the bottle of Coke. I put the peanuts in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I brought the boiled peanuts over. So I'm doing all of the peanut activity I have promised 
right now. So here I am going to take a sip of the Coke with the peanuts in it. We're ready. Fire away. Jane. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that one. Let's go to Jane. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud and happy that you like the, uh, the boiled peanuts. <laughs> I was the about boiled to say, peanuts. Jane, do you see what you've started here? Yeah. Talking so, about boiled famous? peanuts two weeks later. I think you are. I th- oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to that guy. I'm going to get that recipe, by the way. They, I, they did oh, promise me the recipe. You. I wonder but, if it could be yeah, done with I like the regular not the boy, not the uh, Cajun. Does it? Do the boiled the Cajun ones taste like the crab boil to you? Have you had the Cajun? I'm I'm, chu- I tried I'm, them once. I'm chewing on the peanuts um, and Coke right now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I tried it, and to me, it just tastes like crab boil, which I don't care for that taste at all. No. Um, so I'm wondering crabs. if you could make that hummus with just regular boiled peanuts. Well, why don't you try it? Just try it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I mean, sure. obviously, you certainly can. Dinner. I'll try to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Good. it really reminds me a lot of a garbanzo bean in texture, for sure. We, yeah. It might. We, we've got. A, I have to. I have to say, I, I I kind of could just snack on those. They're not bad. That's right. They're addictive, almost. I mean, I could actually kind of see that. Now, the peanuts in the Coke, not so much. I have to say. Yeah, I don't think I've ever Coke, tried it. Yeah, it, don't, don't, I, it, you know, I could say for fun, just try it, but really, you don't need to bother. It's like, I don't okay, get it. Thank you. Henry, what did you think of the peanuts and the Coke? I thought they tasted hey. like peanuts and Coke, honestly. That's exactly right. Hey. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, so if you're eating peanuts and drinking a Coke, why in the world would you put them together? Are you that lazy? I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, it works for me because I'm holding a microphone and I need one hand free. But if you have two hands, it seems like the obvious thing to do would be to pop the peanuts in with one hand and drink the Coke with the other. Because this agree. project is lost on me for sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't get it. But I, I must say, Jane, you have made your mark on this program by starting the boiled peanut phenom. Wow, that's something, huh? I'm looking forward to the interview. I'm going to take notes. I was about to say, and I hope I'm going to put it to rest after today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, good. I might make right. well, put the recipe in the newsletter. Thank you. Know? you. I might there you oh, go. I'll record there. Yeah. I'll uh, record right. there. Well, All right, well, thank I, you. I, oh, I'm you. glad you that you brought uh, the boiled you, peanuts to my attention because here. I probably would never have I, tried them. And I'm oh, kind of glad that I did. Potatoes, and I can think of everyone who's listened to this cost, show going, well, I wonder how many other things, things you ought to try that you said you would never try. I know. I'm thinking that same thing myself. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I'll listen right, to the, hear the uh, interview. That's Bye-bye. at 3 o'clock. All right. Thanks. Bye. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk, we are here to do that with you. I've got a bunch of now wet and soggy peanuts well, these things happen. Mm-hmm. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and other people are here, and we welcome them. And if you are would like to welcome yourself, just come on over. We'd love to have you. Do we have anybody else on the line? Sure. I think we do. Uh, we don't. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's see. If you uh, are looking for an opportunity to explore a little bit in the uh, all of the scops that we can uh, loin to you or just, just tell you to go ahead and, and – wrap it up 
and see what New Orleans really is all about by giving you all of these very hot and necessary, uh, some of that cuisine comes from there. Uh, if you'd rather you're just getting something for harm to uh, harm, uh, it's another story. But you know what's, <clears throat> to me, the most interesting part of selection your <clears throat> uh, your such uh-huh. cuisine, culinary... Uh, That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was that somebody banking on our back door? No. Just now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the um, Having said that, now I... Uh, uh, <laughs> It shoves me in the corner and says, oh, yeah. I got a text from someone saying, not bad translates to not really good. Okay, yes, that's true. It does translate to not really good, but it, it's not bad. It's like I really expected to go, but I'm not going, what I'm thinking now with my little can of boiled peanuts is when I get the recipe for the hummus, I'm going to make it out of the rest of those boiled peanuts. Sounds Let's good go to Ron, me. Ron, the gourmet, you're probably walking in the quarter, so reporter today. And how about some discussions with our friend, Captain... No, he wait, he's not a captain. He's, he's Ron. Ron. Ron, the hey, waiter. how are y'all doing? We are doing very well. Uh, <laughs> on a uh, On a large process and on a lesser tessage where you're maybe a little soft. Okay. I understand Henry was telling me we were talking about uh, boiled peanuts because I'm actually driving. I was doing some welding, so I'm just driving back home. Um, okay, you're talking we're about, talking about boiled yeah. peanuts, yes. You know, I like boiled peanuts, but what I like better than boiled peanuts is I like taking peanuts and uh, just smashing them on the counter, getting rid of the shell, and, and smashing the peanuts yeah. into tiny little pieces. And then what I do is I use that as a crust. I've done that with, uh, with uh, fried chicken. And I've also done it with pork chops. And what you get is you get kind of a peanut-crusted uh, pork chop or piece of chicken, and it comes out pretty good if you like peanut butter. Hmm. Well, pork. you do like peanut butter more than the average person, I would say. Pork chops wakes that way. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that I would like that. I thought you were going to say you would do that with like a chocolate pie. Uh, I love chocolate, but uh, chocolate pie uh, is in its own category of deliciousness, and it's way up there. You know, I was going to tell you, my uh, big breakfast last night worked out really well. One of the things my neighbors went nuts about were my hash browns. I had two guys that ate them that said they were the best hash browns they ever had. Now, how did you do them? I did them in a wok, and I'll tell you why. Um, I put the wok on medium heat. I uh, got my uh, potatoes ready. And I do not squish the moisture out of them like a lot of people do. I leave that in there. And then I just take the uh, potatoes and I put them in the wok that has a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of butter. And uh, I just start to cook the potatoes. And then as and they're, I turn they're it, raw, first, that you put them in the pan they're raw. raw? They're raw, yes. Okay. But I've, I've, Are uh, they cut you know, up? I've used it. Uh, I've cut up. They're cut up quite a bit. They're in small pieces. I use the colander. Don't, on them. don't, don't use this recipe, Henry. Use mine. Mine's better, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, au contraire. <laughs> anyway, I'll continue. Um, and so basically, I've got three ingredients. Well, and the butter in there with the uh-huh. potatoes, okay? You're just kind of using your spatula to just sort of smush it down, and you're forming it into a patty at the bottom of the wok. And one of the reasons why the wok is the preferred uh, implement for this is because what happens is is the butter and the olive oil sneak underneath the potatoes because it, by gravity, it just goes to the bottom. 
So you end up steaming the potatoes as you cook them or fry them slowly um, in the butter and the olive oil. And the only thing I add to that is I add salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And then after Boy, the first do I turn, agree with what that? I do, what I, after the first turn, what I do is I sneak a little more butter in there on the edges and kind of lift it up. That way they kind of perfume steam, if you will, from the bottom. And I only turn them a couple of times, but you've got to leave them in there for a while so that they get kind of crunchy on the outside and brown and that they, uh, they're cooked on the inside. But anyway, two, two guys that ate them last night said they were the best hash browns they ever had. Well, they haven't had mine. This? That's all I did This was in my house. <laughs> Which one was that? Was at, um, this was at the South Lake version of the Cool Water Ranch, also known as the Castle Cool Rigamer. Water Ranch. Yeah, this is the the mobile version. This is my place. Well, there's nothing castle about the Coolwater Ranch. Trust me on that. Um, uh, Henry, my... I'm going to give you a shorter version of a hash brown recipe if you're looking for a hash brown recipe. He didn't say that he was, though. Are you looking for a hash brown recipe, Henry? Coincidentally enough, I love hash browns. And, Ron, I've already okay, written then... yours down. I'll have to do a taste test between the two. Okay, hmm. there you go. Do, we happen to have and then the, you tell us, Henry, the best which one you like better. We're going to take a break. What, such, Ron, did you have anything else? Because it's, uh, it's time for a break. Uh, yeah, I'm all we'll good. Back 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 time. Great show. Wait, Thank did you. you. Did you have something else? Because we can carry you over or we can just wait on the break. Ron? Did he He's go? gone. He's gone. gone. Too fast on the trigger. Okay. All right. So, Henry, let's take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you the hash brown recipe. All right. We'll be back. Five five six nine six nine six. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. Night and day, you are the one. Basil's Ace Hardware is the place you ought to be thinking about as the weather turns beautiful. We are almost at grilling time in one week and a half. We will be back to daylight savings time, which lends itself to evening cookouts. So if you have been coveting some fancy grill and thinking... You know, one of these days I'm going to get one of those. Make this your day because, boy, if we have learned one thing in the last year, it's that you can never count on what the future holds. So enjoy yourself now. Basil's Ace Hardware has a big selection of great fancy grills. I am still, like, blown away that they have seven big green eggs. And you should go over and see Fred and Joy Rittler to have a look at all of those big green eggs because there's one in your budget and your uh, 
and your needs, one that will satisfy your needs and your budget. That's the big green egg at Basil's Ace Hardware. They also have Traeger and Weber grills and every kind of imaginable accessory for grilling. It's about to be grilling time. Go see them. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. All right, Henry. Summary is still... Are you ready for the hash browns of your life? The hash I'm browns ready. of my life... I'm, are totered a little bit by my wife, who is the queen of the perfect hash brown. Hash brown, self-proclaimed. I've was, seen. Okay, Marianne, can yes, you hit I, this? I actually have no problem proclaiming that by She's myself. She's working too today <laughs> because they're really that good. All right, so so um, the potatoes. I have done tremendous research to develop this recipe because I love hash browns. And I've always loved hash browns and I've always wondered why these frozen blocks of things are passed for hash browns. Boy, you'd love so this one. So I decided that the reason is that hash browns in their raw form just take too long to cook. So I started experimenting with baked potatoes and they, were, they are pre-baked and right before you would take them out at the sweet spot when they're just perfectly fluffy, just a little bit shy of that, like maybe a few minutes, you pull them out and you, you refrigerate them. It's not like any scientific thing. You don't have to pull them out and put them right in the refrigerator. You just pull them out a little bit ahead of time and refrigerate them overnight. And then this is best. I usually use a cast iron griddle and you, these are not locale, okay? So you put, I don't know, I usually would start with about half a stick of butter in little pats on good the griddle. Start. Yeah, good start. And then a handful of chopped green onions. And then I put this on high heat. And what and are you danger? let them turn almost black but then i start to grate the potato like my flat hand against I, I slice them half long ways and i put my hand against the potato skin and just start grating on the big part of the grater okay and um and just cover the pan with a potato which is already pre-cooked as i said and then you put salt and pepper to taste and you just let it cook and then when it's been sitting there for a long time, you flip it over and it should be crusty brown. And then you put another layer of butter on that and more salt and pepper. And you just keep doing that until you get the proper crunch and the softness and the grease of the butter. And uh, these are like crazy good. And that's it. Very Imagine simple. Imagine that. Salt, I, it's right pepper, on. Pepper, butter, green onions, potatoes. Is Henry still there? I'm here. So, Has no, he it's expired not... with delight just hearing about that? I'm, ri says, I'm writing furiously. <laughs> she says boasting about her hash browns. But they are sort of legendary on this show. They are. Because Tom says that hash browns are a perfect fit for my style of cooking, which is to turn on the burner high and walk away from it. Softy, flavorful. It's amazing I haven't set Good the looks. house on fire, but it's what I have discovered... It's a risky style, yeah. It is risky, yes. And what I have discovered 
is that uh, they really do make great hash browns because you've got the the softness of the potato and the crunch of the brown and the the green onions become black and then you've got the salt and pepper and it's just fantastic. But honestly, a batch of hash browns, meaning maybe three or four potatoes, will probably take a stick of butter. Fried green onions, very delicious. That's a thing over in the uh, East Asian cultures. They do a lot more of that. Yes, in their, a lot uh, of scallions. A lot yes. of scallions, exactly. Scallion and it is pancakes and the like. Yes, yes. Anyway, these are not Asian in any way. They are simply really great. So yeah, so put mine up against Ron's and we will get a report from you. And I am not at all um, um, insecure about my hash brown recipe. And I, I think it's safe to say that Ron's not insecure either. So 556-9696 will have Henry tell us after he has tried both of those side by side what he thinks should have a little breakfast dinner party and let everyone weigh in on it what's your uh since you're bringing it up what are you doing with fish these days we, the, the different species of fish have very much been improved uh not just in the quantity that they give you, which is a minimal thing, or uh, when a montimum from the, the man who's running the kitchen and where else. Uh, that's if you were to look uh, the, the piece of paper on a piece of paper and underneath it has uh, that exact interest that I'm uh, seeing more of uh, the paper and you're even down to the paper that's being used for this at the end. Then you have uh, a masterpiece of that just nice pre-mirror masterpiece. Oh, my goodness. This is a really interesting recipe. I'm looking at the... <clears throat> now, they don't call it Cajun boiled peanut hummus. They call it southern oh. peanut I've learned that one. So maybe the recipe has changed because honestly, as I look at this, I'm going to have to ask him. Jordan Whitney is the guy that we're going to have on at three o'clock. He is from Gabby's at the Lake at the Ritz Carlton Reynolds Plantation. They call it Reynolds Lake Ocon Oconee. There's a great big lake that it that it's <clears throat> next to, but there's a lot of unusual things here in this recipe. This is not the same recipe that I would imagine they were calling Cajun peanut hummus before. So I'm gonna have to ask about this. There's, there's black eyed peas in this, there's barbecue sauce. That doesn't seem like, um, that doesn't seem like what I remember. Anyway, we've had fun with the boiled peanut phenom. So for those of you who are just joining us, I finally tried the Cajun boiled peanuts that are made or produced by a company called Peanut Patch. And these canned peanuts are actually everywhere. I've never looked at looked for them before, but um, people have told me that they are to be found at the dollar stores, Dollar General. I, I can explain Nicole that. Nicole has them at Dorignac's. I've never uh, made a... Uh, Hummus with peanuts before? Yeah, a peanut, uh, a peanut, that's it. It seems it. like kind of a natural thing. But um, 
But I had never looked for this boiled peanut situation before. And Jane, about a week and a half, for those of you who are wondering, what, what's all the peanut talk? We had someone call about two weeks ago. Her name was Jane. Mm-hmm. And she asked any, where boiled peanuts could be found. And I made a suggestion because I've seen them on the side of the road. And then someone called up and said, you can get them as canned peanuts. So then Nicole got me some. And I still haven't rendezvoused with Nicole, so she can put it. Nicole, put it back on the shelf if you're listening to the show, uh, because I found some at Artigues today. And so I tried boiled peanuts for the first time, and I have to say they're not bad. And I also tried the peanuts in the Coke, and I have to say it's not good. So it's one was a little bit disappointing, and the other one <clears throat> was uh, actually a surprise. It's like Don the Grimmy Neighbor said, if you lower your expectations to nothing, and believe me, my expectations for the boiled peanuts were in the cellar, so they didn't have to rise to a great bar, but they did actually. I mean, like I could start snacking on those. I'm, I'm not going to, but I could. What I do want to do is make some hummus out of it <clears throat> instead of using chickpeas to use peanuts. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have just about two minutes. If you have a short little thing and want to talk to us, we're here to do that with you. We are uh, <clears throat> awaiting the conversation about the boiled peanuts. So let's go back to your almanac, where there is a another edible dictionary word brought to you by Dorgnax, one of the top twenty regional supermarkets of all time. And that word today is. Oh, you know what I need to do? No, tell I us. I need to do this, which is something I've started having fun with on the show. All right. Where if I'm not completely clear about how to pronounce something, I will let my smartphone do it for me. Now, I don't know if... I don't know if... Uh, <clears throat> usually, sometimes when you put a word up there... Um, it will just have something to pronounce, like it'll have the word and there'll be the little pronunciation thing. Oh, do I know about it? Naturally, I don't see that. Story of my life. Ah, here we go. All right, so we're going to, we're going to have the phone tell me how to say it. Hake. Oh, hake. Okay, see, I would have said hockey. Hake. The Edible Dictionary word for the day is hake. It's the fish known by this name in the Gulf of Mexico. It's related to cod and is about the size of a speckled trout, one to two pounds usually. While it's not a common food fish, when it does turn up on a menu, it's worth ordering. Its flaky flesh is nearly white and rather soft, making it ideal for poaching or sautés, especially with sauces. It had a peculiar shape with a tail that comes to a point and a continuous fin along its back and underside. It looks like a standard fish in front and an eel in the back. It turns up most often during shrimp season when it's a bycatch in shrimp nets. Hake. Tom, have you had hake? Have you ever had hake? H-A-A-K-E? Yeah, hake. Oh, sure, I've had it. I haven't done anything with it, but uh, if you tell me, maybe I'll... probably had a restaurant, huh? What's that? You've probably had it in a restaurant, huh? Sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to? Yes. Well, anyway, 
Quickly, words to eat by today from Archistratus, an ancient Greek food authority and poet. Round a table delicately spread, three or four may sit in choice repast, or five at the most, who otherwise shall dine, are like a troop marauding for their prey. Huh? <laughs> have to think about that one. We'll think about That's that about it. break before we come back with Jordan Whitney, who's going to be talking to us from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Lake Oconee. We're going to talk about boiled peanut hummus. We'll be back. 556-9696. The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. Harassment accusations made against him by three women, but rebuff calls by some lawmakers for his immediate resignation. Uh, I'm not going to resign. Uh, I work for the people of the state of New York. They elected me. I'm going to do the job the people of the state elected me to do. Cuomo denies he ever touched anyone inappropriately, adding he apologizes for having made people feel uncomfortable. President Biden is making a push to end cancer as we know it. We can make significant strides uh, in fighting cancer and Alzheimer's and other diseases if we uh, take a slightly different approach. Biden meeting with a group of lawmakers at the White House on Wednesday. This is USA Radio News. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The pet industry saw nearly $99 billion in sales in 2020, and pet food accounted for about $38.4 billion in sales. This vibrant market keeps growing, and you can find out which companies are leading the charge with your free research report from Avid Market Traders. Text PET to 48542. We've discovered that a potential multi-billion dollar growth opportunity has tails wagging over a company that incorporates functional pet food ingredients that offer proven health benefits for pet owners around the world. And that means hyper growth in the market for domestic and international pet owners. If you're a pet owner, text the word pet to 48542 to get this red hot market intelligence delivered to your mobile device. Text pet to 48542 for your free research from Avid Market Traders. Get the best for your investment strategy and for your pet when you text pet to 48542. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio says the nation is being sold a coronavirus rescue package, but will actually get a law that directs money elsewhere. What they hear on the news is uh, $1.9 trillion COVID relief. And people are like, okay, that's good because we need relief and $1.9 trillion is a lot of money and so forth. The problem is that's not what the bill is. That's what the packaging is. But on the inside, it's all kinds of other things. You know, ultimately it aims to get money into the hands of Planned Parenthood. Rubio speaking there on Fox News. The Senate is considering the $1.9 trillion package that was passed by the House. The Pentagon's delayed response to the January 6th Capitol attack is coming into question during a Senate hearing today. Lawmakers wanting to know why it took them so long to deploy National Guard troops. Major General William Walker says he got an urgent call from the Capitol Police Chief seeking immediate help, but the request wasn't approved by the Pentagon for more than three hours. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time, comedies, drama, 
suspense. It's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. The highest court in the land is hearing arguments regarding voting laws. The Supreme Court on Tuesday appeared to agree with two Arizona voting laws. The Biden administration also told the justices in a letter two weeks ago that the Arizona measures appeared to be lawful. The cases involve two voting regulations in Arizona that are in common use across the country. At least 20 states use it. One throws out ballots for those who vote in the wrong precinct. The other mandates who may collect, deliver, and turn in ballots at polling places. Opponents say this week in Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, Clear skies tonight, a chilly night, early morning, some 30s, the cold areas. Most spots drop to the lower to mid 40s. Thursday morning, followed by sunny all day in the high into the upper 60s for a warmer afternoon tomorrow. Then it's back to the upper 60s, but do expect some clouds. And then a late day shower coming in on into Friday night. That moves out, paving the way for a sunny, dry weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. The afternoons each day go to the mid to upper 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop, 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. Welcome back to the second hour of the food show here in New Orleans. I'm just clarifying that for Chef Jordan Whitney, who is on the line calling us from, where is that? By Augustus, Augusta, Georgia? He is calling us from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Lake Oconee. And I, I was there, but I don't know exactly where it is. Chef, are you there? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hey, yes, hi. You're in like northeastern Georgia, aren't you? Yes, uh, we're we're close to uh, Augusta, probably about... Yeah, Augusta, uh, okay, okay. 60 miles, yeah. so we're in Greensboro. Okay, because I, I was, I, we swung in there, my daughter and I do a lot of traveling together, and we were driving back from the D.C. area, and we um, we decided to go a different way and went through Augusta, which, by the way, anyone, make sure if you're going through that area, you have gas because it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. I, I was struck by how how desolate it can be on either side of Augusta. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very quiet out here. <laughs> it is. It really is. So we stayed at, at the Reynolds. It's called Reynolds Plantation then. How long ago did you arrive on the scene there? Were you there a few years ago? Uh, so I arrived uh, two years ago, uh, two days ago. So oh. I just hit oh, happy just anniversary. Hit two years there. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what year we were there. Let me explain a little bit about why I'm calling you. First of all, this is a food show that has been on the air in New Orleans for 33 years. 
Okay. I have not been doing it 33 years. My husband, Tom Fitzmorris, has been doing it for 33 years. I stepped in to help him about two years ago. But I'm okay. the one that had the experience there, so I'm going to talk to you about this. Um, I got... We, we talk about nothing but food, and sometimes someone will call, and then we'll just we'll sort of set off an ongoing conversation that lasts days, weeks, sometimes months. So okay. someone called, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's just about food, yeah. And so um, someone called and asked about boiled peanuts. And so I okay. thought, ew, boiled peanuts. I'm not much of a gourmet. Tom is a gourmet, but and and I don't think of boiled peanuts as a gourmet food, but I can sort of be a pill. So I said, ooh, boiled peanuts. I've never had them except in a boiled peanut Cajun hummus at the Reynolds Plantation Ritz Carlton in Georgia. And this was about five years ago. And I'm looking at the recipe that was sent to me by your marketing person. And this does not look like what I remember. So has the recipe changed in the last year, five years or so? so uh, it hasn't changed. Um, this is yes, just, yes, 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 yes. This is just the hummus. Um, so there are things that you can add to it. Um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure what you had also had, you know, some sort of yogurt on it or like a labla of some sort. Uh, but this is, right. just, this is just the peanut hummus itself. Okay. So when you say in the recipe, it starts, I'm going to give the recipe later and we'll have it on our website, but um, it says blanched shelled peanuts. So is, is the blanching, it's not, that's not boiling, is it? Uh, no. So how we get our peanuts, you, you know, you can get them raw um, or we get ours already pre-blanched so when we boil them that doesn't take four hours to do yeah okay and these are and they're usually they start in a raw form before they get blanched or before you blanch them you get them already done so if a person was to do this themselves they would start with raw peanuts yeah, you can start with raw peanuts and then okay. just boil them. Just boil the, them in water. Roasted peanuts would not work. Uh, no, they wouldn't. Okay. Because they've okay. already been. Okay. All right, so you start with the raw peanut and they're blanched. So if they were going to do them and not, you know, not get a pre-blanched peanut, like how long do you think that should be? A couple hours, depending on how how big of a batch you're doing if you're doing the pound and a half so that is boiling then when you boil for a couple hours when i think blanche i think you throw something in really quickly yeah. and it comes out quickly we're talking about actually not blanching so much but boiling peanuts correct okay because it is called oh it's not called that it's called southern peanut hummus okay i am aghast that i loved something that had black eyed peas in it but you have black eyed <laughs> peas in here and yeah, the good fried fried quash, quash. a little a little bit more texture a little more uh, flavor uh, along with those peanuts. You know, I uh, I don't like black eyed peas at all, and and so when it comes time for New Year's Eve, and I have to make 
you know, I, I've decided this was my first year. After last year, I decided this year is going to be the first year that I'm not going to be a slave to the superstition of black eyed peas and cabbage. And I'm just going on the high wire without a net. I did not eat cabbage for New Year's. <laughs> I did not eat black eyed peas. How much worse could the year get than last year? True. So far, so far, not a whole lot worse, okay? <laughs> so I, I may not ever eat black eyed peas again because if I don't eat them for New Year's Eve, I'm never going to eat them, except I am... Sh and so what I did when I was trying to eat black eyed peas is I, I made a hummus out of black eyed peas once. And it was about the only time I could eat them. There was also one other way that I eat them. You know a bean, like a like a citrusy dressing with a bean salad with tomatoes and corn and onions, like a like a summer bean salad. Mm -hmm. I could eat them that way because you okay. taste the citrus dressing. But I didn't realize that as I'm looking at this recipe that it actually has black eyed peas in it, which is well shocking yeah, to just, me. It's just that nice little balance, you know. Instead of using uh, chickpeas, you know, traditional yeah. hummus. We got, uh -huh. the, you know, the black eyed peas, you know, along with that barbecue spice just to bring it, you know, a little bit more south, right? Since we, you know, we do love our black eyed peas down here. You have to well, dance around it. And uh, I wonder if anybody who's listening to us right now uh, actually eats real uh, pref peas from tart to finish. Well, a lot of people as opposed, do, but not black eyed peas. Was it, was yeah. it a, a, a browned... Or browned beef, a, a black eyed peas. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there are people out there who like peas. Uh, they do. Look, a lot of gang peas, like peas. But after they've eaten them, uh, they, they never come back to it uh, again. I, I, well, there's a lot of better things to eat than peas. They're kind of kind of pedestrian food. Is the barbecue spice a, a, a wet thing or a dry spice? Well, uh, this is a dry spice. So I actually incorporated my own barbecue spice so i'm from texas um so oh, i do a lot okay. of bar i do a lot okay. of barbecuing um and so i incorporated my barbecue spice you know i have different rubs for you know my brisket my uh, pork butts chicken and and all that fun stuff so i incorporated uh one of the barbecue spices i use um at gabby's by the lake uh into the peanut hummus to give it a little bit more uh, kick on that end okay so it's kind of a it's kind of a peppery thing that a little so that peppery. adds the pepper to it a little melody a little, yeah, little smoothness. that this is uh, you know really different you buy them one at a time because that's what people seem to want it uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's look, but very rare you if, go looking for it anywhere even in the hot spots around town and tell me how many restaurants can you find yeah that has Essentially zero peas, uh, so, P-E-A-S. So the, the barbecue spice, if you had to sort of help out, because so, we're going to put this on our website, but it just says barbecue spice. It doesn't say what's in it. So when you make your own, like what sort of things do you put in it so we could sort of, you know, give so, them an idea of what sort of spice to put in it? Of course. Um, so basic barbecue spice is equal parts salt and pepper. Um and then you want to go add some paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, some ground mustard, 
Um, and then just flavor it however, however you want to. If you're looking to not make your own barbecue spice, there's plenty of... Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds a lot like our Creole spice yeah, or our yeah right? you know the, yeah exactly okay so in other if, words if, the the usual suspects salt pepper the, the garlic powder suspect. paprika yeah okay all right kind and of then, pepper for right. the spice you know um okay there's a lot there's a lot of good barbecue spices out there in retail mm-hmm. that actually work would work really really well um if you didn't really want to make your own so yeah that's also an option Okay, and so can you think of one just off the top of your head, just in case oh, somebody gosh. wants to? Okay. Uh, the one I use, one I would use, would be uh, Killer Hogs. Killer what? Killer Hogs. Killer Hogs. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Is it is it available like a regional thing? Because I mean, I don't look at it. I don't look for it. We oh, have. Of course, yeah, you can order it on Amazon. Uh, I'm not sure if they have Killer it in stores. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So roasted garlic, that's always great. Uh, you know, there's a sort of a, um, oh, oh, gosh, you know what? We have to take a break. Can you hold on for a little bit? We're going to like two sure. minutes. We're going to come right Can back. I? We're going to come back with Chef Jordan Whitney from the Ritz-Carlton Lake Oconee uh, in Georgia. And uh, we're talking about, yes, indeed, the boiled peanuts again, this time in a hummus. We'll be back. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Chef, that's my husband who likes to sing. We use his um, rejoinders for uh, for going and coming from uh, commercials, in case you're wondering what that is. Beautiful. We all like, yeah, we all like his, out tonight. Uh, his voice. All right, I'm so, seeing um, in the restaurant all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun with those. So um, in hummus, you can do fresh garlic or roasted garlic. And I have to say that I prefer the roasted garlic. Um, is that, like, why did you go with roasted garlic? Because obviously it gives a, a, an extra dimension of flavor, but mm-hmm. is, is that the only reason? Um, uh, Personally. Personally, I'm right there with you. I like the roasted garlic flavor. Sound yeah. right, but it does really comes together. Yeah, well, your your hummus is fresh, Tom. You usually use fresh garlic, which I also really like. But there's a place in town here, Zia, which is a sort of a local yep. chain, and they they've they've been one of those chains that has expanded and then contracted again. So they were out in New Mexico for a while, and and still- they might even have made 
it to Atlanta. I was last there two days to go. Yeah, but they, um, but they have a roasted garlic hummus, which I has, have to say is really, really good. And I think I do prefer the roasted garlic for sure. So when this recipe started, how old is this recipe? Was it original to, to Gabby's? And how old is Gabby's? I, I would have to say so. Um, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Uh, but it's been around, and I'm, everybody loves it. Um, and if if you've been to Gabby's by the Lake, then you've definitely had the peanut hummus. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's been around. Um, upwards of 15 years. Oh, really? So the so Reynolds has been around that long. I didn't know how long it had been there. It was just sort of like, okay, we need to have a place to stay around here. So let's, you know, we looked it up and there it was. So we went, but, um, I didn't know how long it had been there. It's a really nice place. So, um, the, the other thing that I noticed there, and I'm glad that you brought the topic over to the actual property because, um, one of the things that I saw there, which I'm starting to see a lot more now, and I thought that it was really fun. They have a steakhouse there mm -hmm. and I, yeah, it was good, really good. But um, I remember getting the bill, and the bill comes with pink cotton candy. Are you still doing that? They still do the cotton candy. They do, yeah. I'm seeing yep. that in New Orleans more. They, I see, I've seen it in two places where it's not the bill that's delivered, so only, you only get the pink cotton candy with a candle in it for birthday. And we have that here at Merrill, which is an Emerald restaurant and also a Brennan restaurant. But that was the first time I'd ever seen the pink cotton candy come into the dining room. And I just, I don't know, I'm not a cotton candy eater, but um, it must be weird to to have a cotton candy machine in the in the kitchen. And I wonder how often, well, I would say, I wonder how often it's used in your case, if it comes with the bill a lot, but you know, not in these other places where it's coming with the birthday candle. But anyway, it was a fun place. We enjoyed it a lot. So your background, I, you're from, you're from Texas. I am from Texas. And I guess you like where Texas, like West uh, Texas or Houston or? Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Okay. I was going to ask you about some barbecue things, but um, Dallas isn't as much of a barbecue place as, as like Austin. And do you have a lot of barbecue in Dallas? Yeah. And I also, I, you know, I studied in uh, uh, Le Cordon Bleu in, in Austin as well. Okay. I didn't realize there was a Le Cordon Bleu there. I think there's one in, in Pasadena, but that's the only place I'd seen it outside of wherever the main place is. So what's your favorite barbecue style? Um, I like this, the sweet and spicy. I love Texas barbecue. Um, I'm not so much the Carolina mustard fan. Um, no, me, yeah, neither. I like, me neither. Me I, neither. I, I like the sweet and spicy. I want it to be uh, sticky with all uh, the barbecue sauce. Um, I could I like never pull brisket. it away from my microwave. I like microwave the, the awesome. dry brisket with just the dry rub. And I think that the, that's, to me, that's what barbecue is, even though most people do like a sauce. I like mm -hmm. the 
the the dry Texas meaty rub, and that's mm -hmm. it. You know, where you can taste. Not a big meat. fan. Of... What did you say? I'm sorry. Where you, where you can just taste the beef. It's all about the meat. Yes, right? exactly. That's right. Exactly. We went to, uh, my daughter and I went to, um, you know, the the pinnacle of barbecue, um, Franklin in Austin. And I um, stood in the line, you know, for three hours with everyone else. And I mm -hmm. was, you know, I was really more interested in the experience. But when we got to the line, the head of the line, the barbecue, it was great barbecue, but we have great barbecue in New Orleans, you know? And I know that mm. sounds hard to, that sounds weird to say, but we actually do have some great chefs doing great barbecue here. And it was just, you know, you, you have an expectation about something and you expect it to be life altering. And when it's not, you know, you go, well, that wasn't much, but I mean, it was good barbecue. It just wasn't, living up to the hype but then sometimes how can you ever live up to some of the hype that's out there you know of course 100 percent. yeah yeah and so this audience has been we i have hyped your boiled peanut hummus so much the last two weeks that i'm going to put the recipe down and we can hope that it lives up to the hype that's all well i hope it does and <laughs> if, if you get a chance to come see me by all means uh Come stay at the hotel. It's a lovely property, and it is a lovely property. It really is. If you if you want to get you, weekend getaway and sit on a campfire and have some boiled yeah. peanut hummus, this is the place <laughs> to do it. <laughs> you know what I think? You know what I think that that hotel is good for, because it's in the middle of nowhere. It is good for like a honeymoon to go with somebody that you really dig. And mm -hmm. that's it. You're going to sit by the campfire. You're going to lie in a hammock with that person. You're going to go on a bike ride. It's it's about the person that you're with. And don't go to that place unless you're with somebody you really dig. And if you are with someone you really dig, that is a great place to go. That that it's was my overriding place. thought. Yeah. It's a great way to just relax and it is. just look out at the lake and it is. not not worry about a thing. You kind of just you uh -huh. know, put the phone and the... And the, the watch away and just watch the day. It is. That's exactly what you do. You do nothing there. And it's a it's exactly. a nice place to do that. Anyway, Chef, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna have to try this now and I'm sure other people are too because we've been talking about it for two weeks. So thanks very much for being with us. I appreciate it. Well you're thank you. you're very welcome. Let me know how it turns out. <laughs> we'll do. I'll send an email. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. That was Chef Jordan Whitney from the Ritz Carlton Reynolds Lake Oconee, and that is uh, trust me in the middle of nowhere, and uh, but but a really nice place if you're you know looking for some place to go and do nothing. That is a good one. So it turns out that it's not Cajun boiled peanuts that they use. And I am surprised by a number of ingredients in this recipe, but we are going to have it on nomenu.com, probably in the newsletter. And um, we might even put it on the WGSO website. But uh, if you are looking for, for boiled peanuts, uh, something to do with boiled peanuts in the cooking world, then that would be a good one. I actually have to say... I am most impressed with the 
plain old product of boiled peanuts out of the can. And I could see how someone could just get to snacking on them and not do anything else but snack on them. So for those people who are just tuning in, we have had this conversation about peanuts, which I do hope we put to bed after this. I mean, it doesn't, like we're just sitting here talking about food, so if you want to keep talking about peanuts, it's fine. But we have certainly done a lot of talking about peanuts in the last two weeks. And so I have tried now the two ways that people were talking about, which is to put some peanuts in a uh, bottle of Coke, and to eat boiled peanuts. And I have to say that the one that I expected to like, which was the peanuts dropped into the Coke, I did not. It seems like just kind of a lazy snack. You just, you know, you don't have to use two hands, just one. I mean, maybe if you're working, you know, because a lot of people tell me they listen to the show while they're working. So maybe if you're working and you want a peanuts and Coke snack, you could put one into the other and just drink it. But I don't know. It seems like it seems to take a little of the pleasure away. I feel like I feel like um, salted peanuts shouldn't be wet somehow. But the, the uh, canned peanuts are definitely uh, something that was a surprise to me. I have to say I was impressed with the boiled peanuts. I mean, not to go out and get them specifically to eat them, but I was not repulsed by them. Let's say that. Let's see, do we have time to tell you that Cisco, sure. the food service company that a lot of restaurants use, Tom used to really get on a tear about this, the systems and services company now known as Cisco went public today in 1970. Wow, I didn't realize it was around that long. Oh, gosh. He was early 70s. Yeah, it's an enormous uh, nationwide 60s, distributor. Rather. I mean, not uh, that much. 70, 1970. Food, equipment, and supplies to the restaurant industry. In recent years, it has extended its offerings to include the entire range of cooked, ready-to-serve foods to restaurants. Best, best customers are the chains who value the consistency that an outfit like Cisco brings above creativity and seasonal cooking. Cisco and companies like it are making inroads even in traditional restaurants. They absolutely are. Most people would be surprised how much of the food served, even in expensive restaurants, is prepared elsewhere and just being heated and plated. Um, they also are doing a lot more. We had, you know what, we're going to talk about Cisco after the break. Uh, because I had them on when I was guest hosting once. Bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back. 556-9696. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Our neighbors in Texas and Mississippi are dropping their mask mandates, but Louisiana will not follow suit. Louisiana is now in phase three, which means expanded capacity at most businesses, but state health officer Dr. Joe Canner says that doesn't mean you can take off that mask yet. Do not equate the relaxed measures with there being zero risk. Canner says we've seen over 50 days of a downward trend in our COVID numbers since peaking in early January, but our baseline amount of community spread remains high. The risk to individuals still remains. There is still COVID being transmitted every day. I'm Matt Doyle. An Amber Alert remains active for a missing eight-year-old and four-year-old from Ponchatoula. The Tangibahoa Parish Sheriff's Office says case in heck and Jax Matthews were inside their father's vehicle when it was stolen from his home. The vehicle is a maroon 2013 Hyundai Elantra 
with a busted sunroof. Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 5th, Tony Hall and Friends, and on March 12th, Sun Pie Barnes. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. Isn't it wonderful to feel young? I want to mention that this is the anniversary year of WGSO, the only news talk locally owned station in the city. WGSO is the community voice of the Crescent City, and they are celebrating a 75th anniversary this year, 2021. They are also celebrating a new designation by the IRS as a 501c3 nonprofit. That means that if you go to their brand new, beautiful website, WGSO.com, and see a button that says Donate, and you click it, your donation will be tax deductible. We would love for you to do that because we are trying to raise $75,000 this year in the 75th year, the 75 for 75 campaign, and it will be used to improve things overall throughout the station. So go to WGSO.com and click the donate button. We will be much appreciated. That will be much appreciated. 5569696 is the number. We are talking about food, as Tom has been doing for 33 years, me a little less so. And we'd love to talk to you. So I was I was sitting in for you, Tom, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I had Cisco on. Because I always felt like there were things that were absolutely taboo on the show, but people were interested in. So if you didn't have to do them, then it would be okay. They could hear the, some of the stuff they wanted to hear, and someone else would be doing it. So I invited Cisco on because I wanted to hear a little bit more about the company. And they brought... They brought... Um, 
vegetables like purple carrots and they brought this gourmet european line let's go to michael 75 speaking of european we'll go to michael 75 right now and come back and talk about cisco hi michael bonjour, ma bonjour madame michael i have something important to tell you please as a gourmet you will be happy to know that your phone call today is sponsored by Cava Bistro, Ooh. which is a fine dining restaurant that opened in December in the space that was the old Cypress Bistro. It's Danny Millen, who has 40 years of experience around town in great restaurants, bringing all of that to Metairie, a truly fine dining restaurant in Metairie. Okay, that's it. That's I've, heard, I've heard rave here. reviews about the place. It's great. It's really great. Tom said it reminds him of Louis the Sixteenth. Oh, and I, that I love, is. I, I love Louis says the boy who got his head cut off. <laughs> uh, the Vermont. So along, Michael, along it's with his, only appropriate. Along with his cake-eating cake wife, Marie Antoinette. Yes, but she didn't really say that, as you know. Uh, you're That's right. I, actually, I have a picture of her, uh, a painting of her in the house with her kids. And there's one in the New Orleans Museum of Art, a beautiful painting. Have you seen that? Mm. No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry that. to interrupt your call because I wanted no, to say I... that it's so appropriate that Cava Bistro sponsored your call. So That's great. what did you Fine. call for? Uh, I called for a few Friends. things. As usual. Uh, I want you to give uh, uh, plaudits to uh, Nicole Dorignac because she uh, allowed me to... Uh, keep my fantasy going of living like a king and paying like a pauper. <laughs> I, was, I was in Dorignac's today, and uh -huh. I looked, of course, for the manager special where they put steaks on special. There were beautiful steaks, filets, uh, ribeyes, uh, uh, what else, T-bones, but I have, uh, spotted two of the most beautiful ribeyes I have ever seen. The marbling was so perfect, and they were eight dollars each. It was a, it was a steal of the century. That is a steal, huh? That is a steal. You're right. God, I couldn't believe it, but all the other ones didn't compare in marbling, and that's the thing that counts. Okay. And well, so you'll have to give us for, a report. Thank, mm -hmm. thank you for that. Uh, by I the will. way, uh, the roasted uh, garlic hummus from Trader Joe's is great. You should try that. You know, I I love Trader Joe's, but I just don't eat processed food. It's like I it's not that hard to make your own, and so I I make my own. My oh, son great. is a huge fan of Trader Joe's everything, and I used to always say, you know, you just got to just make your own stuff because even <laughs> even if it's good processed food, it's still processed food. But anyway, go ahead. Now, speaking of hate uh, on a related subject, uh, I'll give this for Tom. He likes this guy uh, who made this statement. Eels, I might add, do it, though it shocks him, I know. Why ask if, if Chad, excuse me, why ask if Shad's do it? Way to bring me Shad Rowe. Has Tom ever had Shad Rowe? I'm sure he has, Thomas. You ha have you had Shad Rowe? Shad, we were talking Shad about Rose. Shad the other day, unless it was the Almanac, but somebody was talking about Shad. Tom was talking about Shad. You said that Shad 
is a fish that no one ever eats because it's so much trouble you don't eat it. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And we just had a really bad one this uh, this yeah. uh, weekend. Nobody eats well, shad. Okay, go well, ahead. The, the roe is in any trouble. It's delicious. But yes. anyway, and, and I love, whenever I go to a sushi place, I get extra salmon roe. And that is that is delicious also. Um, Michael, I now, want you to know that I am going to not eat any row so that you can eat twice as much. <laughs> Just want to let you know I'm doing that for you. Okay? Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. my That's son true. is a, a barbecue fanatic. He lived in Texas, mm -hmm. and he, he told me he drove like four hours to Austin to eat at a place, and he had to wait five hours in line with his friends. And they met some people from Amsterdam who had flown in from Amsterdam just for this barbecue. It's called the Salt Lick. It's supposed to be the He said oh it's the God. best of all time. Mary Lee likes to tease me about being a big sucker. And I am. I'll be the first to admit I'm a big sucker. And everybody that's in that line is a big sucker. But the people <laughs> from Amsterdam who flew in to have... To have the uh, barbecue, they've got me beat. I will say that. <laughs> mm. the, uh, but again, I want to thank Nicole for, uh, you know, why, why, one of the reasons I do this, I'm trying to psychoanalyze myself. And why I love to uh, get great deals and everything is because I have a <laughs> competitive nature. And every, yes. when I walk in a grocery store, I'm saying, if, who's going to win this contest, me or the grocery store? Mm, I see. Okay. Yeah, so, well, so I do know that you have a competitive ways. nature, as do I, Michael, which is why we have such fun conversations. But Exactly. Um, so anyway, yes. um, try, try some shared road. See y'all tomorrow. All right. Take care. Uh, not likely. Not likely at all. 5569696 is the number. So I started to talk about Cisco. So they've gotten into this European line of... Well, I hate to say cold cuts, but European line of um, salumi is what it is, salumi. And um, it's pretty good, I have to say. Their European line is really, really good. And it's, it's first-class stuff like you would see in Europe. And then they got into this, like, farm-to-table vegetable thing where they would have the really fancy kinds of vegetables that you would see at a place like Cubby Rise. And they, they're getting them. I don't know where they're getting them, but they, you know, it's like Tom, Tom has an image of Cisco that goes back a very long way. But like everything else, in order to stay competitive... You have to constantly be improving. I mean, if a restaurant starts out as the number one place and 25 years later is still doing exactly the same thing, the chances are that they're not the number one place anymore because someone has come in there and done a better, fresher, newer job. And so uh, if you want to remain at the top of your game, you have to constantly be doing something more. And so I think Cisco demonstrated that they are uh, interested in remaining relevant by um, 
doing the farm to table vegetables and uh, and the highfalutin, I call them cold cuts, which is how we started off the show today, talking about cold cuts. And I'm disappointed that no one called about cold cuts because um, <laughs> no one calls them that anymore. Uh, and they're still exactly the same thing that they were back in the day when they were called cold cuts. They're called deli meats. And the reason Tom was talking about cold cuts was that today is National Deli Meats Day. Deli meats are another thing that have definitely gone upscale since they started as cold cuts. Now you can get house-made rotisserie turkey, for example, or house-made beef uh, sliced very thin from the deli. And those were things that you just never saw in the days when I was standing in the line at Troops. It's just, it's just a different world. I mean, everything has gone upscale. Everything has gone luxury on us. 5569696 is the number. I want to tell you that Antoine's is a place that you should try if you have not. And the reason is that it's the original. It is the original classic Creole New Orleans restaurant. It's been around since 1840, 185 years. And uh, it's, I won't say not changed at all. It's changed quite a bit, actually. But the food is better than ever, although I, I wasn't around in the days when it opened. But the food is better than it's been since I've been familiar with it, which is probably 30 years or so, 40 years, probably 40 years. It is located on St. Louis, 713 St. Louis Street. This is a great place where you would get, um, you know, the trout meniere in the way that we like to eat it. They have a great steak there. They have a lot of stuff on the menu. It's not only in French anymore. They have some great party rooms where the protocols can be observed and you can still have a great party. Uh, they have lots of rooms of varying sizes. We had Tom's 70th birthday there. It was fantastically good. The service, every bit as good as the food, which was really, really fantastic. They have a way to experience Antoine's that is less than the regular way in terms of price. You can go for lunch. It's a three-course menu for $21. $16 will get you pairings with wine. There's the Hermes Bar that's got happy hour every day. They have $6 well drinks and wine and uh, $5 bar bites. Antoine's, as Tom says, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. That number, if you want to make a reservation, is 581-4422. I also want to tell you about a North Shore place that we love, Jack Mel Inn. Jack Mel Inn is, has been around for 43 years. I'm amazed every time I see that. But it's an old house, like a historic house. And it is in Hammond. Now, I realize people are rolling their eyes going, Hammond, am I going to drive to Hammond? Uh, yes, you should, actually. It's a great destination place. If you're looking for a romantic place to take someone, you can crawl into a little cubby, a dormer, just you and that special person and have a really romantic and spectacularly delicious meal. Josh Garrick is the chef and Paul Murphy, the owner, says that he's the best. I'd say that's probably true. Best on the North Shore. 
come it's between him i would say and michael gottlieb over chifunctas but these are two great chefs josh garrick does fantastic polished sophisticated food there's a great wine list because paul is quite the enophile and they have some special days like last night was steak night tuesday night on fridays you can eat there for 15 dollars a two course lunch special for 15 dollars they have a patio that would be great for a wedding or a special party it's just a really wonderful place that if you have not experienced it you should try it that is jack mill and it is located between two one-way streets it is technically the address is 903 east morris avenue in hammond that phone number is 985-542-0. You know what? I, I lost my place here, and I'm not that good <laughs> on the iPhone. So if when we come back, I will give you the phone number for Jack Mel End. But let's take a break right now, and we'll be right back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I get misty just holding your hand. The phone number for Pascal, I mean, not Pascal's Manali, for Jack Mel Inn is 985-542-0043. Pascal's Manali is another one that is really great. That is an iconic New Orleans restaurant. Every time I think about it, I think, you know, these are all places that you should definitely experience if you have not already. I'm looking through the rest of the almanac as we wind up the last few minutes of the show. Uh, words to drink by today. A writer in France, Emile Auguste Chartier, born today in 1868, says, Nothing is more dangerous than an idea when it is the only one you have. <laughs> I have to say that's, that's probably true. Deaf Dining Rule number 76, if you ask a restaurant for a recipe and they refuse to share even a hint, it probably means that they're buying the dish ready-made and are just warming it up. I don't think that's really true. This is a certainty if they respond to your request with, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you or kill myself. Those are Tom's words. I don't exactly think that that's quite true, but uh, sometimes it is hard to get a recipe out of out of a, a chef, for sure. I'm glad we got the boiled peanut hummus out of the one from um, the Reynolds Lake Oconee today. In today's flavor, Tom talks about barbecue shrimp. And I've been talking about barbecue shrimp myself lately because we went to Pascal's Manali, and I was talking to barbecue shrimp at Pat's Rest a While over the weekend. Barbecue shrimp has definitely changed. I mean, I, I, these are just my words. I'm going to read Tom's in just a minute. But um, what I noticed about the Pascal's Manali version of barbecue shrimp, it is the original, first of all. And it is mostly barbecue shrimp and butter. And it's the fat from the shrimp that flavors, along with pepper, the sauce. 
But the person I was talking to over the weekend was talking about how much they don't like Worcestershire sauce. And I said, well, you know, Worcestershire sauce has changed forever the recipe of barbecue shrimp because Emeril made his own Worcestershire sauce. He was very proud of that. He started putting it in his barbecue shrimp. And now Worcestershire is kind of the predominant flavor in all of barbecue shrimp. Whether you like that or not is, you know, up to your personal taste. One of the women that I was talking to said that she does not like Worcestershire sauce, so she much prefers the Pascal's Manali version, and the other one said that they didn't like it because it didn't have Worcestershire sauce in it. So it just kind of depends. But Tom says about barbecue shrimp, the crawfish are just starting to show up. So they're way behind schedule sometimes. Crabs, crab meat, and soft-shell crabs aren't even on the schedule yet. But we do have shrimp. And the best Creole dish made with shrimp is barbecue shrimp. The name barbecue shrimp could, only be more, could not be more off the beam if the dish were made with turnips instead of shrimp. There is no barbecue aspect to this dish. No smoke, no grilling, no sauce that would fit anybody's definition of barbecue sauce. There are fortunately shrimp, and when they are made right, barbecue shrimp are absurdly fragrant with the essence of that decapod. We owe barbecue shrimp to Pascal Rodasto, who made Pascal's Manali into an institution. In the early 1950s, a regular customer returned from Chicago with news of a great dish he'd had there. He described it as well as he could to Radasta, who tried to duplicate it. The dish that emerged, that it emerged was barbecue shrimp. And in short order, in short order, it became the dominant dish at Pascal's Manali. At times, over half the restaurant's sales have been in that single dish. That's easy to understand. Tom says he's no great fan of shrimp. Write that off as a personal aberration and he doesn't even know what how to explain it but if he was making a list of the best five classic new orleans dishes barbecue shrimp would certainly be on it it seems like an unlikely thing big shrimp still with the heads on this is essential in his book they are cooked in a tremendous amount of butter and black pepper there is not in the original recipe a lot of garlic garlic was out of vogue in the 50s there is a good bit of paprika the flavor is spicy enough to make your ears heat up and your scalp get steamy, and it's not an immediately spicy sensation. The main flavor is that of shrimp that comes from the shrimp fat and shrimp essence that gets into the sauce as it cooks. The recipe for barbecue shrimp at Manali's is a secret, but he doesn't think that's how it, that he doesn't know how it's done, or he thinks he knows how it's done. Fortunately, it's the sort of thing that makes no sense outside a restaurant kitchen. Tom's guess is that it starts with a big pot full of melted margarine, 10 pounds or more of it. Some kinds of margarine stay emulsified and opaque instead of clarifying the way butter does. I think a lot of people do have change to butter, though. And so that's just Tom's observation, but I don't know that that's necessarily true. Also in there is about a pound of ground black pepper, about four ounces of paprika, a few bay leaves, and maybe a couple of cloves of garlic. The pot is kept at around 250 degrees on the stove at all, all times. And when it's time to cook an order of shrimp, 
They're put into the pot for about five minutes, stirred around and served with all the sauce that sticks to them and perhaps a little extra. The key to it all is the shrimp. After six or seven orders of shrimp pass through this pot, the sauce has picked up the flavor of the shrimp, especially the melted fat from the shrimp heads. The sauce is strained and just topped with fresh barter, butter or margarine and pepper every now and then, but never emptied and begun anew unless something horrible has happened. Again, Tom is just guessing at this. He's never gotten much out of them on the authentic recipe, but that's what he thinks it is. For a very long time, whenever any other restaurant attempted to serve barbecue shrimp, they immediately tried to make it different from Manali's. This resulted in a bit of bad barbecued shrimp. The corner was turned when the talented Gerard Maris reinvented barbecue shrimp at Mr. B's. His great touch was to add most of the butter at the end of the cooking process, which gave not only a better appearance, but better flavor. Since then, Emeril added his own twist, making sort of a shrimp demi-gloss out of the shrimp shells and heads, adding that to the butter and then serving the shrimp peeled. That is a big hit as well. Uh, barbecue shrimp when I see it out of the city has always been hilarious. I try to, I'm trying to remember where I got it once. Um, let's see. It was maybe California and it was actually shrimp with barbecue sauce. Whenever I see anyone try to interpret that dish outside of the city, it is usually that way where it's barbecue sauce on the shrimp. And that's just kind of horrible. But barbecue shrimp is one of the great dishes. I've said it before, and this about Pascal's Manali, which has enormous shrimp that I don't understand why uh, gigantic shrimp are the norm for barbecue shrimp. Personally, I like mine a little bit smaller. And uh, I think that's probably a minority viewpoint for sure. I would say 5569696, but we are pretty much out of time. I do have time to say, though, that the um, radio station, WGSO, is in their 75th year this year, and they are doing the 75 for 75 campaign. They are celebrating not only uh, their 75 years in business, but also a 501c3 designation nonprofit by the IRS, which means that if you go to their website, wgso.com, and click the donate button, it will be tax deductible. That's the whole thing with a 501c3, I think, yeah. Uh, they are the only locally owned news talk station in town, and they are the community voice of the Crescent City. Your money will be used to, your donation will be used to improve things across the board for the station. So we hope that you'll go to wgso.com and donate. Also look at the website. It's very nice. Our own website is pretty nice too. It's nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That is where you can catch a part of the show if you've missed it. That is also where you will see 400 some odd recipes, the dining diary, the specials across town of places that are opening or closing from COVID. Let's see what else. There are dining reviews there. Uh, there's the restaurant list of places that are open, all kinds of things. You can also 
if you go to nomenu.com, you can also uh, click the register and you will get all of that information delivered to your inbox twice a week. That's our newsletter. Our daughter does a very good job with the newsletter. So go there and register to become a subscriber. You can also follow us on Instagram. We would love for you to do that. It is at the New Orleans menu. She also does our Instagram, a lot of pretty pictures there. I have my own podcast, which is Emmy, the Story Lady. That's E-M-M-I-E. It's on Spotify and all of those platforms. I have uh, refurbished, I guess, or rewritten old classic kids' tales like Grimm's Fairy Tales and uh, just read them to kids. This is kind of like old radio. So if your kids or grandkids are bored or coloring or painting or who knows what and you want to put a story behind them, Emmy the Story Lady, E-M-M-I-E. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Tomorrow we will have Nicole Dorignac on to do her regular report on what might be missing from the grocery store shelves and what might be back. And that's about it for us. It is time for Tim McNally coming up next with Dine, Wine, and Spirits. This is WGSO New Orleans. It's 4 o'clock. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Good night. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Need is Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. Biden telling reporters it's a big mistake and Americans should continue to follow the science on COVID-19. Wash your hands. Hot water. Do it frequently. Wear a mask and stay socially distanced. I wish the heck some of our elected officials knew us. Mississippi lifting those restrictions today, Texas lifting them next week. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says he's embarrassed by sexual harassment allegations but won't step down. He apologized today for whatever pain he's caused, saying it was never intended. Three women, including two former aides, have accused him of unwanted touching. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. More than 100 illegal immigrants released into Texas by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection have tested positive for COVID-19. Felipe Romero, a spokesman for Brownsville, Texas, says the city doesn't have the authority to halt migrants who test positive for the virus from traveling anywhere in the United States. 
although officials advise them to quarantine and follow federal health guidelines. Regarding the rise of illegal immigrants coming into the United States, former Acting Customs and Border Protection Mark Morgan says, We're also looking at projected at this rate at 1.4 million total individuals trying to illegally enter this country. Right now, we're looking at almost 5,000 a day that we are encountering us on the southwest border uh, illegally entering. Arizona Republican Governor Doug Ducey is issuing an executive order requiring public schools to get back to teacher-led in-person instruction by March 15th or after spring break. USA Radio News. The gift of good taste and doing good are as close as your phone and Ralph's on the Park restaurant. Gift cards are the perfect gift, always the right size and always appreciated. Ralph's on the Park gift cards benefit displaced employees as they struggle during this most difficult time. Fine dining and good intentions have never gone together so well. Physical gift cards and e-cards are both available at 504-539-5506 on New Orleans-food.website and the cards are accepted at all all six Ralph Brennan restaurants. WGSO from the Bucharest to Bunchell Square. Things have changed. WGSO. Do you know what it means to love New Orleans? Celebrating 75 years, we are the community voice of the Crescent City. WGSO 990 AM. Clear skies tonight, a chilly night, early morning, some 30s, the colder areas. Most spots drop to the lower to mid 40s. Thursday morning, followed by sunny all day in the high into the upper 60s for a warmer afternoon tomorrow. Then it's back to the upper 60s, but do expect some clouds. And then a late day shower coming in on into Friday night. That moves out, paving the way for a sunny, dry weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. The afternoons each day go to the mid to upper 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop, 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. All right. I mean, for winter, it's not bad. Started out a little chilly this morning, uh, but boy, it's uh, come around very nicely. 60 degrees in the city of New Orleans. Um, no shot of precipitation. All you got to do is look at the sky and see that. And um, humidity about mid-50s, uh, 50% level. That's okay. 
Um, it's a, it's a beautiful day. It really, really is. Tomorrow, I think, I'm hopeful, tomorrow we're prettier. Uh, looking at uh, upper 60s tomorrow. Um, although the uh, low for both days is going to be in the upper 40s, lower 50s, so it'll be about the same. Friday, maybe a little rain, uh, but uh, that'll be late in the day, and uh, that'll be up near 70. Uh, pretty weekend. Uh, a little partly cloudy c coming around on Tuesday, but that's about it. So other than that, things are things are all well. Talked to a friend of mine in uh, Dallas this morning, and uh, they're trying to put everything back together over there. And I think they're they got about they got about all, all the pieces fitting together well. Um, still have a bunch of people uh, in the state. Uh, I think the last number I heard was about one hundred. 50,000, just under 200,000 uh, who don't have water yet uh, or are having to boil their water. Um, hey, been there, done that. So uh, that's uh, still happening over in the Texas. These uh, Sometimes we tend to get a little antsy when it comes down to uh, uh, disasters. Uh, you know, if we don't hear about them in a short period of time, then that the heck, they're all done. Uh, oftentimes they are not all done. They, they just go on. So um, best of luck to those folks over there in Texas, who, by the way, uh, were released today from wearing masks ever again. And that was the nature of my call over there this morning to find out what is going on. Uh, did they lick the pandemic and we didn't hear about it? Uh, and that answer is, of course, no, they did not. Uh, and uh, they, it is a political situation. Masks and vaccines has become political in this pandemic. Uh, I don't know that uh, uh, that's right where I'd put it. Uh, it's a health issue as far as I can see, but uh, that doesn't seem to uh, enter into many uh, conversations uh, along the way. So uh, evidently their government.